Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Uh, before I get to today's requested topic, which is great, I love when subscribers request topics, uh, please make sure that you become a subscriber and please click on the subscribe link so that you can have access to all paid episodes. The one after this is going to be paid and it's going to be related to this about the role of maintenance sex in a healthy relationship. So the balance between, you know, transcendental sex and maintenance sex and what that should ideally be and what maintenance sex should look like and what is uh, what it should not look like. Uh, but for right now, we are sticking to the topic at hand. And so this subscriber wrote in that sometimes his wife offers him sex even when she's not in the mood. And he is uh, trying to work on seeing this as her being nice and her trying to understand his love language. But um, he gets stuck in the spiral of she doesn't want me, she's not attracted to me, and this is pity sex. And so he turns it down. So um, a lot of guys are in this situation where they're not sure what to make of it when a woman who is not feeling spontaneous desire initiates sex. Despite the fact that I repeatedly reiterate that women experiencing spontaneous desire is very rare within monogamy, usually just concords with ovulation, and um, most women experience responsive desire. If you don't understand what that is, go back to the responsive desire podcast. But basically what it means is that once women start going, Going, then they get in the mood versus having desire that predates the entire experience like men do. Men feel horny, then they want to have sex. <clears throat> Women um, have sex and then they feel horny. So that's the cliff notes on that um, most of the time except with a new partner and or when you're ovulating or you're feeling super close and romantic. But if you're just gonna wait for all that shit to happen, you're not gonna be having very much sex as is the uh, uh, life experience of many of the men that I work with surrounding this issue and the couples. So um, what should you do if your wife is offering you sex when she's not in the mood? So it's very based on how. You know, I mean, there's like a world of difference between you are like super hyper vigilant, preoccupied attachment guy that's basically um, obsessed with whether or not his wife wants him. And so she turns to you with like a tired smile and says, hey, do you want to? And then you think oh my God, this is pity sex. She obviously isn't fiending for it like in my dreams. And so uh, she doesn't want me. And this just means she hates me. And she, this is a rejection and some sort of like crazy spiral down, 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 down. I don't say crazy as pejorative, obviously. I'm just describing the spiral, not the man. Um, but anyhow, is it that? Or is it her being like, all right, I guess if you really want to, make it quick. Because like in the second um, scenario, don't have sex. Don't ever have sex. <laughs> Never have sex with a woman who tells you to make it quick or in any other way is like demeaning or patronizing or nasty. So don't do that. And the reason that you shouldn't do that is something that I'll explore in either a later episode or a post. But what that does is it reaffirms a woman's mistaken belief that sex is just like half a tick up from masturbation on the rating scale which, you know, many women think like, and, and I do a lot of psychoeducation around this to clear up this misapprehension, but a lot of women genuinely think that when they don't have a sex, much of a sex drive or a physical touch love language, they think, 
Well, sex is like literally about getting off. So if I'm not in the mood, why doesn't this selfish mofo just jack himself off? What is the goddamn difference? What does he need me to do it? What is this, some like spite thing? What's that power play? What's going on? Because they don't understand that it's beyond just the orgasm. Now, how does a man contribute to this delusion? If you're offered sex that's basically somebody saying, here, use my vagina as your hand to masturbate with quickly, please, and you do it? then you are perpetuating the delusion that sex and jerking offer the same thing. You should never be accepting sex that comes with make it quick or if you really need to or um, anything like that. Um, Or, uh, you know, like, well, I don't want you to sulk. So, like, nothing like that. If it's nice, then I'll get to that in a moment. But if it's not nice, don't take it. And, in fact, say, no thanks. I don't need to do that. I don't ever want to have sex with somebody who is uh, not feeling positive about me or about sex. That's not something I'm going to do anymore. And if she says, well, then you're going to be waiting forever, say, oh, probably not because we need to get into couples counseling and I don't want to stay in a relationship where somebody, you know, lords sex over me. So, you know, then you got bigger fish to fry if you're in the situation where a woman is saying it in this kind of way, like, oh my God, if you really want to, fine, blah, you know, and being nasty. But let's say that you're not in that situation. Let's say you're in the first situation and um, you know your wife is really tired. You know that she's not, quote, in the mood. Parenthetical, though, again, to reiterate, is she ever really in the mood or is she just more tired right now? If she's like many women within monogamy, she never is. So kind of that may be canceled out and you could just be like, oh, look how nice my wife is to initiate. But anyway, so if she turns to you and in any positive, loving way wants to have sex when you know she's not in the mood, then have sex. I mean, then do it. Be happy. Be happy that you're with somebody who wants to make you happy. And in this situation, I also asked my husband for the male opinion on this. He said, why don't you bring your A game and see if you could transform it into something positive? That's always a good strategy. Um, Sometimes that can work, especially if the woman overall feels positive about you. If you're in the situation that a lot of my clients are in where where there's a lot of water under the bridge and there's a lot of animosity and bitterness and resentment, then you bringing your A-game is a lot more fraught because frequently it doesn't go well when you do and there's no difference. So that also brings us to the idea of what is the goal Is the woman even at all thinking about the idea that she might get in the mood? Because if you're having sex with somebody who thinks that it's more likely to that, uh, you know, you know, that you sprout wings and fly away than that she has an orgasm in the encounter, then this is also very disillusioning and it really screws up your drive and your motivation levels. So if you are with a woman who is going to have sex with you and be nice and throw you a bone basically but she's not going to try to get into it at all no matter if you bring your a game or like the a game of a porn star um, then you're also in a situation where you may just decide to opt out of that you know so if frequently this happens and basically all the sex that you're getting is this sex where she says um okay do you want to and she doesn't say it meanly but she says it nicely but she doesn't try at all to get into it or to have an orgasm then don't 
do it. She has to fake it at least. The enthusiasm, not the orgasm. I never want women to fake the orgasm. But if she could fake some enthusiasm, then she may get herself into the headspace where she's actually enthusiastic and can actually have an orgasm. So many women think that their orgasm is optional, but it's really not optional that much. Maybe like 10% of the time, but not like 50 or 75% of the time. So again, faking an orgasm is never good, but fake some enthusiasm, you might get into it, be enthusiastic. I mispronounced enthusiasm and enthusiastic, but fake some enthusiasm, fake being enthusiastic, and you then may get into a headspace where you are likelier to enjoy yourself. Because here's the thing, you could be like so nice and so sweet, but if you are constantly having sex that you that does not end in an orgasm for you you're not going to want to keep doing it you know it's like why would anybody like would your husband want to keep doing it like nobody wants to keep doing something that doesn't end well and that there's no point to except to be nice that's called charity work you know that's philanthropy nobody wants to keep doing that forever you know that this is like like uh, why capitalism works you know like every, people do things for rewards so the reward of just being a good wife is not enough to keep most women uh, focused on having a good sex life. So what I would say is, yes, bring your A-game. But if this is a situation where she genuinely means like, I'm not going to rush you. I'm not going to say hurry up, but I'm just really, I'm going to lay there like an inert substance and let you move me. Don't have that sex either. <laughs> like, like only have sex if it turns out well historically, or if she's committed to changing it. So she could turn to you and say, oh, you know, um, do you want to in a tired voice? And then you say, okay, sure. Like, you know, I love you. You're so beautiful. And uh, start with your A game, start bringing it. And if you see that she's just trying, being nice, but trying to get it done with, just stop and say, listen, honestly, I don't really want to. You're not into it. And honestly, a lot of women, if you do this a few times in a row, they'll be like, holy shit, my marriage is in jeopardy. I better start enjoying sex, you know, or we better start like going to a couples counselor or in some way dealing with the fact that he has just rejected me for sex three times in a row. That weirds me out. It never happened before. So maybe something is changing here and I'm not able to just phone it in all the time. And I link to my article about phoning in sex in the description of this episode. So... So if you're if you're a flowchart kind of guy, um, think about it, right? So you're starting out, like, is she nasty or is she nice in the offer of basically what you would call charity sex? Okay, she's nasty, don't do it. So you're done. Your flowchart stopped there in that strand. Um, then the other one, it's like, okay, she's being nice. Is she going to get into it? Is she historically somebody who will then try to bring her a game to eventually remember she needs some warm-up that's response and desire so maybe all you kind of all you just doing your thing for playing at her um, for like 10-15 minutes but at that point does she try to get into it and does she have an orgasm if so then yeah if she offers you something then 
take her up on it because sometimes it turns into good sex. It does if you're in that situation where she allows it to. Many women are tired 100% of the time. You know, women have chronic pain, they have depression, they have anxiety, they have children, they're aging, they go through menopause. They may be starting out tired and in pain a lot. And they don't tell it to you because they don't want to be like constantly complaining, you know, but that's, that's the truth. You know, if, if I, let's say, only was allowed to have sex in, at night, I mean, I, I don't even know what I would do. Like, I, really, I, I can't even picture it because I'm so fucking tired at night. And I am a woman that a lot of y'all males seem to respect and think has good advice for this sort of thing. And I'm telling you so that you can identify with your wife and you can be like, wow, maybe my wife isn't uh, as, as uh, unenthusiastic or whatever as I think or as abnormal as I think. If there were no other times in the day somehow for me to have sex and I only had to have sex at night, that would be a shit show, really, because I can't. I'm so, so, so tired. Um, I'm somebody who suffers from depression and migraines and I have three kids and I'm growing this business. It's really tough. So if I couldn't have sex in the morning or the afternoon, then I would have sex a hell of a lot less, probably 20% of the sex that I have. So, so A, I mean, you could take that also as like your own, um, that doesn't have to be a tangent. That could be an interesting thing for you to think about too. Like try to make it so that your wife doesn't have to initiate at a time that isn't good for her, right? Be around, talk about it, schedule sex, say, I want to work from home today because then we could be close in the middle of the day. You know, say, um, if I take care of stuff with the kids in the morning, does, you know, does that allow you to and like have sex with me? We're like, seriously, so many guys are like, oh, it's demeaning to like ask what they could do to have sex. That's not demeaning. It's being a fucking team player. There are plenty of women who will have sex at night if the husband were, does the kids in the middle of the night, the, the middle of the night wake ups and the morning. Guys have very, very little idea how much physical fatigue and physical um, pain and lack of sleep influences women. Consistently very, very, very low uh, empathy on this because it's just different to be a man point blank, you have more testosterone, you don't feel pain the same way, you just really don't. I so rarely see men that struggle with um, chronic pain in the way that women do. Even And also, they have much lower rates of it in general. They have lower rates of migraine, lower rates of IBS, lower rates of depression, lower rates of anxiety. So this is just a really, like a PSA. Do not minimize how exhausted your wife is when she asks about the charity sex in Instead, try to say, are there ways that this could go better where it doesn't have to be sex at night or whenever it is that she hates it so much, right? Or that she's so tired. But anyhow, so in back to your flow chart. So if she's the type who is then just never going to even try to get into the mood at all, and you could talk to her about this, you know, like when you offer me sex, I think that, you know, what, what I'm wanting is for you to be into it. So are you going to be into it? Like, you know, are, like, is, is this is this a real offer here? And then, you know, if she's called out, she may actually have to think about it if she's a team player and be like, no, like, I mean, this is not going to work out well. Because what you don't want is a situation where, and I know that a lot of y'all have been in this situation, where 
she offers you the charity sex, right? But then that turns into your sex for the week. <laughs> so it's like a worst case scenario. So this isn't like sex that is like, okay, so you'll have sex with her Tuesday night when she's exhausted. But then Wednesday, she's feeling better and it's going to be a better experience. No, no, no. She says, oh, but we did it Tuesday. So we're good to go, basically. That's in her mind. And you don't want that situation. That's the worst of every world. And the only sex you got that week was the charity sex. So you need to actually have a discussion with your wife. What is our sex life, you know, because it seems to me that our sex life is only we do it for 10 minutes. Uh, you you throw me a bone every so often, which, you know, I appreciate the, the thought, but it's really is not good sex. Nobody seems to be happy. And you could also tell your wife, by the way, I'm not happy when when it isn't good. They think if you are the kind of nice guy, workhorse, people pleaser that is trying to be nice about the charity sex all the time, I'm telling you they have no idea how much you hate it. I'm telling you this, you could either believe me or not, but women do not, unless the man explicitly says, I don't like this type of sex we have, they have no idea. They are trained to think, again, I call it the golden vagina. They're trained to think that if the man has his penis in a vagina, he's having fun. Like all pizza is good pizza, all sex is good sex. If, it, if it's not that way, especially it's not that way in monogamy when you're in your 30s, 40s, beyond, you got to tell her because otherwise she doesn't know. She believes in the golden vagina the same as you used to, that penis and vagina is the be-all, end-all. It's not. Laying there with an inert substance is not. So you got to say that too. So basically, what am I saying to you? I'm saying you have to dialogue with your wife. You know, and this is always what I tell everybody. You got to talk to your wife about your sex life or it's not going to improve. There's like a lot of people out there that think all you have to do is like go to the gym, act more confident, lose some weight and like do whatever. You know how many guys like that I see in couples counseling when that still doesn't work to get them laid? It still doesn't work. In fact, the woman often thinks that they've become more annoying because now on top of everything, they're talking about going to the gym all the time. So if you really want a transformation in your relationship of the sort that's affected in couples counseling, a portion of the time, remember, couple therapists, not miracle workers. If you come in the day before you're uh, filing for divorce, they can't do much. Try to get in before that. But if you want more of a transcendental change, you've got to talk openly about sex and make yourself vulnerable. She has to make herself vulnerable. Everybody's got to understand how desire works in men and women. you got to be able to game plan what sex looks like. And the other thing, when I'm talking about scheduling sex and that it's important to say, listen, if you're so tired all the time at night, maybe we could do it a different time. People say that that too is so unromantic. It's not unromantic if you're living in the world of the real, you know, and not a fantasy world. Basically, scheduling sex doesn't have to be a Google invitation, you know, on your calendar. It can basically be like two people understanding that every weekend we have sex both days during the day because that is when the woman is, is in the mood. Or we have sex every morning or every other morning because we can't do it at night. Or we have sex every night but just when she doesn't go to work the next day or whatever the hell it is. You know, it doesn't have to be something that's very business-like. It could be two team players understanding that there are variables that affect people besides just spontaneous desire, you know? And instead, there are physical and mental and scheduling and parenting and work-related issues that actually have to be hammered out before the average monogamously partnered woman wants to have sex or is in a relaxed state enough to do so. All right, so I hope that this helps you. I Do you hear the birds, guys, this whole time? I am outside recording this one. 
and um, I hope that this helped you really subscribe to the next one because I'm going to talk about the role of maintenance sex, what maintenance sex should look like, how frequently on average people uh, would engage in maintenance versus other sex, and I think that'll be a good one too. So I hope everybody has a great day. Bye, guys.